0: Hello, folks. Welcome to this episode of the Reimagined Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Alfont. I'm part of SAS's Global Customer Intelligence Group, where I work with customers to find elegant and creative solutions to their marketing problems. In the last episode, I shared how, in the process of renovating my kitchen, I discovered many parallels with the challenges organizations face whenever they decide to reimagine part or all of their marketing. And in this episode, I'd like to further explore this topic change management, not my kitchen, clearly, uh, with someone who, as previously alluded to, has spent time in similar professional trenches as have I. Kate Parker is currently the Director of Markets and Growth for SaaS Customer Intelligence here at SaaS. She has over 15 years of experience in marketing as a cross-industry marketing advisory consultant, a marketing technology systems implementer, and as a MarTech Solutions architect. Now part of the sales organization, she believes that sales is more than just selling a product, but rather providing customers with a solution to a business problem. Although a self-proclaimed talker, she credits her success in, and perhaps more importantly, her satisfaction with, her career to being an attentive listener, listening to the challenges her customers face, and then collaborating with them on solutions to those challenges. It's those 15 years in the consulting trenches that I'm particularly interested in today. And Kate and I have spoken often how managing change is often the most critical part of a successful business transformation or of a software implementation. Welcome, Kate, and thanks for joining me on the podcast.
1: Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. I'm going to start with an easy one. In your view, why is change such a challenge?
1: Change is a challenge. Uh, Change is hard, right? Uh, I think we all know that anything, anytime anything changes in our life that takes us away from the status quo, it's it's hard to work through, right? And I, um, when we were kind of talking through what we were going to discuss, the example that I gave you was my son. This is kind of a ridiculous example, but my son just changed rooms at daycare. And why I care that my son is changing rooms at daycare, you know, moving away from the teachers that I know and the room that he's in, and I'm so comfortable with that scenario – the change that he's moving up into a new classroom and new teachers and new students in there, and it's different. Now, if I take a step back and I reflect on why, why do I care if he's moving from a two's classroom to a threes classroom, again, again, re- somewhat ridiculous, I, I care because I recognize it's going to be a challenge for him. It's a challenge for me. But in order for him to grow, he has to do this, right? He has to keep moving. He has to keep changing. Um so change is hard because it, it's the unknown, right?
0: I think that's very, very accurate. You, it, you're, you're giving up something. You're giving up control, certainly. Uh, you're giving up what's familiar to you. I love what you just said there. and Maybe we can spend a little bit more time on that, that, that change is required for, for him to grow. Mm-hmm. And so if we could extrapolate from that, any organization in order to grow is going to have to change.
1: Yeah. I I think organizations, and I think you and I see this in our daily working environment, right? We're changing constantly, right? And we're trying to figure out as a team how we adapt. All the organizations that we work with day in and day out are also constantly adapting. And, you know, especially in today's world with digital transformation efforts underway and the constant flux of new systems being implemented, you know, new vendors being brought in, it's a constant churn, if you will, right, of new technologies, new people being brought into the mix with, you know, previous experiences where we're trying to blend all of that together and new processes that we're having to explore to make everything make sense, right? It's it's a challenge.
0: I, I agree with that 100%. And then you add the pandemic on top of everything and, mm-hmm. and how that, we all had to make significant changes over, over that time period. I'd like to follow this, your example, a little more if we could because I think it's really important and I work best when I start with some sort of metaphor Mm -hmm. or analogy and can extrapolate from that Uh, and I think just in thinking about how I would work with an organization to prepare them for change in the past it's probably going to be very close to how you helped prepare your son for that change because I'm going to assume that you had some conversations with him other than just saying, hey, new classroom, here you go.
1: <laughs> well, you you would think. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. I mean, we had talked several days before saying, hey, you're going to be having a new classroom. A lot of your friends are going to be going with you, but you're going to have new friends in there too. And your teachers that you know and love are not going to be the same. So you will have some change there. Um, I will say when I walked into the building, I had no idea where I was going or what classroom he was in. So I'm clearly, you know, winning all of the rewards for parenting, but, um, you know, I did, I, I communicated with mm-hmm. him and I helped him understand what he was in for as you best set some I could. expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Also,
0: it sounds like you set some expectations for yourself and then, cause what you said, I didn't know where I was going. Well, how could you, it's yeah. a new classroom, right? So to me, that means I'm just going to equate you to leadership, yeah. right? As we go into the, they may not know either. Yeah as long as but you were clear on what the goal was right yes. new opportunity for him to grow and learn and i think that's a a key point uh, from what i found in my past life of going into an organization if the leadership knows why and they've communicated that all the way down mm-hmm. i'm not saying change still is going to be easy but at least you know why you're going in that direction
1: uh, and honestly that to me is the most important aspect Communication for mm-hmm. any change is the number one priority, but also the why mm-hmm. behind the change, right? That has to be so clearly articulated ahead of any major change in order for something to be successful. So, you know, again, take, for example, within our own organization. When yep. things change, it's how much better does it go when someone says the change is coming yes. and here's why we did that and here's what this will look like for you. I mean, for me personally, it's night and day, whether I am able to adopt that change or adapt to it, if you will, um, versus if someone just says, "This this is changing and you don't need to know why
0: or even worse it, this is just how you're going to do it the, because i said so which as i'm also a parent my kids significantly older than than yours uh, there were times when i did fall into the because i said so but the, i think that's the appropriate times for that as oh, well yeah. this probably if you're trying to do a major like a digital transformation or right. even doing some sort of a major martech reimplementation reorganization whatever that's not going to fly in my experience no. the 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 we say so corporation never worked
1: it nope. never worked no nope. And that's – I think that's where you go into one of the th- reasons that we're here today is to talk about change management.
0: Yes. What did you do in your – in? well, I know what you do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say uh, I'm not trying to suck up. But you do a, a great job of it. And I think that we're in an organization that sets a really great example uh, within our little corner of the world there I- into how to manage change with the people that are undergoing that. But from your consulting days mm-hmm. – what did you have that worked? What was your approach? Did you meet any resistance? How would you overcome that? A whole bunch of questions in there.
1: whole lot of resistance. <laughs> um, so my background was for a while um, marketing advisory consulting, but mm-hmm. also marketing resource management implementations, which is a whole lot of process, a whole lot of change management. Um, and There's absolutely resistance because, again, change is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think one of the things that I did well as a consultant and that I would try and work with the organizations, again, that I worked with was, uh, again, working through the process of understanding why why we were here, Mm -hmm. right, what we're trying to achieve, and being able to articulate that in a way that, you know, project sponsors, key stakeholders were all aligned to that vision or to where we were headed, and if you have that in place before you head down the path of asking everybody to change what they're doing and adopting, you know, new processes, new systems, et cetera, that's a huge win. Yes. Right? Starting off on a level playing field where everyone is saying, yes, nodding their heads, I agree to what we're trying to achieve.
0: Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Uh, how many times did you have to walk in and assist with that? Did you ever have the the great situation where you had walked in and they were already in that process of communicating that change?
1: No, I would say in most scenarios, I was in kind of early on in the process where yeah. I was able to work with them and kind of shape out what that what that looked like, right, and provide insight into, again, best practices, strategies for communicating up front, again, aligning those key stakeholders, and then implementing a communication plan and strategy, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately to drive adoption.
0: You said best practices. That always triggers something with me. Uh, I think in, in our professional experiences before, even now— i found – could be wrong on this – that whenever a customer would ask me for best practices, what they were really asking for was for me to tell them that what they're doing right now was best practices. And I would always just say, well, then why am I here? Right. right? So obviously you might have some things that are, um, but clearly there are, are some things that you still want to change. Anyway, that's just the best practices aside. The other thing that you said that I really would like to to drill down is about having all the stakeholders there mm-hmm. horizontally and vertically – uh, could you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you know, with any process, again, with any technology that you implement, you have the, the horizontal structure, right? Mm-hmm. Your leadership, who are typically your sponsors, your key stakeholders of the of the project that mm-hmm. you're trying to execute, right? Their alignment is critical. But then also, you know, if you think of kind of the functions that support the various elements of the process, right? They also have to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. But going back to your kind of best practices piece a couple seconds ago that's where uh, particularly in the functional area you get a lot of the pushback because yes. it's it's well this is how we do it today <laughs> right and i and and again not saying what you're doing is wrong again people could come into our you know positions today and say you're doing this wrong and frankly we probably should say oh, okay i'm i'm open to growth i'm open to change and listen to them I agree but um The number of times that I think each of us has probably heard, this is the way it's always been done. Yes. But that doesn't mean it's being done right. And I'm not saying, you know, what you're doing is wrong, but I'm sure there's ways that we can improve it.
0: There have always been tap dancing sessions in any of those meetings where – because you don't want to say you're doing it wrong. Right. Right. But you do see because you're an outsider – you do tend to see, oh, well, that could be a little different. Yeah. That could be a little different. And we have the benefit of talking to multiple companies and not just being within one. Mm-hmm. So I do think that's that's a very important thing. And that takes some skill to be able to tell somebody that I know what you're doing. I know you care. You're passionate about it. That's fantastic. How about this, though? Yeah. And, and I will say in my younger days, <laughs> maybe I wasn't so patient or so great at communicating that. But I think that that's – as people did that to me, exactly what you're talking yeah. about, come into our organizations and, and – and, managed our change. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to try to that. that. That that really makes a lot of sense."
1: Well, I think it's a lot easier when someone comes in and and honestly, a third party comes yes. in yeah. and provides some outside expertise and says, "Okay, let's talk about what your current state is," right? I'm a, I'm an outside participant. I do not know what your processes are. I don't know what your your systems currently look like or who does what. Let's talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Let's let's kind of start with this. And you and I have done many sessions around this, right? Okay, what technology are you using? What's the process behind it? Who's doing what? Um, and, and just, again, level setting on that current state. Yes. And then starting to go into, okay, well, what if you did it this way? Oh, well, I, I hadn't thought about it that way.
0: hmm
1: Okay, so. Those I- are great
0: moments. When those happen and you get that buy-in, those are great moments as the consultant. being, Oh, cool. Okay,
1: but that's what's required, I think, to help people change is to get on the same page as them in terms of what you're, where you currently stand. Yep. And then aligning to that future vision mm-hmm. and working through it together. Because yes. if you come in and you say, "Yep, yeah, I don't really care what you're doing today. You're going to do it this way." That is not going to work.
0: That probably would not have worked very well with your son.
1: Oh, correct. You yeah. know,
0: you were able to get down to his level. And understand. Okay, well, this is what he's going to be concerned with. And, and life is the same thing over and over again. The universe continues to put things in front of you that you have to work on. So whether it's change with your son or change of your you know global one hundred company, it's essentially to me the same thing. Yeah, it's 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 it always has been. It's all that same conversation. Mm-hmm. So what would you do? And I'm curious. I don't know if we want to trade stories here because that could get dangerous. But maybe you could tell me in the listeners a little bit when you had that management chain that was just, no, we're just going to tell them. And I know you've had them because we've talked about this. How, what, I have not yet found a surefire <laughs> way to be able to overcome that.
1: I I think when you have those resistors, it's opening the door for conver- for further conversation. And mm-hmm. again, welcoming them into the table and saying, tell me why. I need to hear why this is so hard or why you're pushing back so much because you obviously feel very strongly about this, and that's yeah. that's okay. That's good. You're passionate about what you do. But you're not all that unique. You're not, you know, you're not unique in, in terms of wanting to just kind of stay the same. So why are you so, I guess you can't probably say hellbent on a podcast. High bound, you can wh- say. Wh- why, I mean. why are you so high bound on um, keeping with this, right? You know, Why? And if they can clearly articulate it, then that's, again, room for us to continue to iterate on what's the right way to approach this. Mm -hmm. But if not, then that, again, brings us to the table where we can say, okay, now, now, you know, this is, again, repeating why we're doing this and, you know, that we have the support that's required from the executive team. And and here's where we are, right? So we need to figure out a way to product, you know, productively work through this and and figure out what our path forward is. But I, I do find that the more that, you know, sometimes there is absolutely a time where you have to shut it down and just say this is the way it's being done. Yes, um, and I think and- that's
0: more, as you said uh, earlier, at, or when we were having another conversation, that's really more at the functional level. Yeah. Um, but at the strategy level, maybe maybe it's there too. There are times you have to shut it down. There but
1: are, it, but you don't want to get there, right? You, right, because I don't
0: know if your people will follow you then.
1: Yeah. No, you, I think you continue to open the door and have constructive conversations to figure out how to progress, right? Mm-hmm. How to move forward.
0: So the thought popped into my head as you were talking about It's another opportunity to listen. It's another opportunity to to understand the why and to ask the questions why. Um I won't know company names, obviously, but there was one time where I said, well, the only way that we're going to be able to get through this is to try it and either succeed and we, the the consulting company, is wrong or it's going to fail and it's not going to be an I told you so moment, but that's the, the time to say, well, what if we try it this way? I think to a certain degree, and maybe it's scarier now because there's so many new channels, people are terrified of failure. But how the heck else do you learn?
1: I think, I think there's absolutely those instances. And and sometimes it's when the organization as a whole disagrees with the approach and they mm-hmm. make a decision to proceed as, you know, they want. And I've been in the situation where six months later we've received the, okay, you were right, you know, let's change it, right? Let's yeah. go through and modify our processes, modify the solution, et cetera. But um, – you know, I think it's 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 going to happen, right? You, you absolutely you want to avoid it, but you can't always avoid it, right? Again, it just opens the door for continuous reform and change as you move along. And as they start to use the system, move throughout these processes, they recognize, Huh, this wasn't really what I expected, or there's way too much here. Yes. I over architected the solution. yes, um, I don't want to take away the goodness the the art and the science aspect of marketing. I don't want to take away my artistic portion of this process, so absolutely we're gonna separate the two and make you know processes more milestone based and again allow more flexibility so just those kind of scenarios where you do revisit it and no love lost it it makes sense so
0: i I really. I really love that you just said you don't want to take away the art and we don't because as much as you, know, you want to get into the analytics and the A-B testing and all this and as much as AI is supposed to be the future, there is still that art and there's still that, that creativity and the gut instinct that you need to, to, um, to, to promote, to support, which is why I don't like micromanaging any type of process. Right? Just, let's please leave room for that. Right. Leave room for that, which I'm very glad that you brought the art back into it because that's also where you can learn. Mm-hmm. Unexpected things happen there. Yeah. That's really that's a really good point. Um, you're also talking about bringing in a new system. Uh, the blame the software. Uh, I think in my when I was whatever I wrote, I wrote something like, that silverware better be in the first darn drawer they open, otherwise, you know, you're going to hear. Oh, well, this is never going to work. Mm-hmm. And in in your experience, I'm sure you have you a well. I'm, I'm going to assume that you've you've encountered that. And then how have you countered that?
1: I, I go back to honestly what I just said, okay. right? Open the door for the conversation and talk about why it isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Again, just saying because it's not how we do it today is not the right reason. But what is it? Is it a is it the way that you're clicking the button? Is it the way that the process is architected? Is it you know, how you're aligning with this other area of the organization. What isn't working about it? And if they're if they're blaming the software, there's obviously more to it, right? I, I don't necessarily sometimes it is the software, right? We work for software company, yep. right? Sometimes
0: we the button's just not where it's supposed to be. Fully
1: acknowledge that <laughs> yeah. it it can be the the software at times. So not saying that at all, but um, is there more to the story? So just mm-hmm. opening again, opening the door for conversation communication.
0: Right. There, there, there are two, three, maybe four equal parts of the equation. The software is one of those variables. But then you do have, you have your process. Mm-hmm. You have your change and everything else. That's a, a very good point. And I think – I know in our role in, in the sales side now, we do try to talk to our customers about, hey, this is a big change, what you're talking about, depending on where they are in their digital transformation. but. Even if you're just bringing in new software, mm-hmm. that can be a big change to the people who are invested and who take great pride in their jobs. So the more – it sounds like what you're saying is the more communication, the better.
1: Yeah, and I think, again, you and I like to lead even pre-sales conversations with workshops, right? Yes. We're, that's our comfort zone. We like to – what's our starting point? Get a common ground of where we currently stand and then paint that vision for the future. Yes, Right, that's, I think that's so pivotal to succeeding with any technology is that common understanding before you move forward.
0: Uh, comfort zone. I, I am way out of my comfort zone if I can't do that. Right. right? If, if you're dropped in and say, well, we just want to replace the software. And if I don't know the wherefore and the why, and this could be a personal failing, I don't know, but I, I get nervous. Yeah. Because, well, but I need to know why. Yeah. And, and I, I often think that, well, if I need to know why, then maybe they have people that need to know why as well.
1: You're not, you're not unique there.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I think I have a, a question here, but I think you've already answered it. My, my question I wrote down was, can a mismanaged implementation be saved? And I think you – I'll just cue it up to say communicate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it absolutely can be saved because nothing ever goes – Exactly as planned, right? If it did, then the world would be perfect, right? Yeah. Th- there's, there's inherently flaws in everything that we do. Um, so mismanaged implementation, you can come at that many different ways in terms of, you know, who, who mismanaged it? What side was it on? Ultimately, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Once once things are in there and you all have to figure out how to move forward, it's everyone needs to come to our proverbial table sit down and figure out what that path forward looks like um, to, you know, figure out how, how do we collectively change? And that can be even these third parties coming in yes. to the, to the table saying, I need you to change how you did this. Right. <laughs>
0: yes. I've heard so, that many times. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Received that feedback too. So, which is, which is good again for my personal growth, your yes. personal growth. Yeah. Yes.
0: I, I, I almost wish that more people would. Yeah. Uh, provide some some honest it can be, doesn't have to be cruel but provide some <laughs> constructive good, feedback const- no, seriously how yeah. else do we learn how else do we grow uh, speaking of that I think that might be a good place to wrap this conversation because I'm about to ask for some of that so I really do appreciate your stories your insights and your take on these things uh, it's nice to record one of these conversations that we have on, a, on an afternoon and I hope that you the listener did as well so if you did enjoy today's episode, or even if you didn't, you can head on over to sass.com slash podcast, that's all one word, and join in the conversation. You can subscribe to the series on your favorite podcast platforms too. Just search for Reimagine Marketing. And you can submit your constructive feedback or your ideas for topics or guests, as well as anything else you'd like to let us know by emailing us at reimaginedmarketingpodcast at sass.com, where once again reimagine marketing podcast is all one word i'd like to thank my guest kate parker and i'd like to thank you the listener for listening and please consider joining us next time until then this is brian alfond hoping that all the important things in your life are good